0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Monica, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater, and today is Friday, April 19th, 2013, and today we are reading from the big book. We are going to be finishing up the chapter, The Doctor's Opinion, and we are on the bottom of page XXX. I, the last paragraph on the bottom that starts his alcoholic problem. And today's readers are the 12 steps, Marianna, 12 traditions, Lisa, and then Judy, Hoodie, Kim, Sharon, and Paula. And the share code for yesterday, Thursday, the 18th of April, is 4307. 4307 three zero seven for yesterday's share code. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Each group has one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Marietta to please read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning, it's Marietta. Twelve Steps of is Anonymous. One, we admit it we are powerless over food and that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6 were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly omitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to prove our conscious contact with God is God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the will to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a, as a, excuse me, as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and practice these principles in all our affairs. Uh, I pass. Thank you. Marietta recovered and um, I pass.
0: Thank you, Marietta. And now I will ask, Lisa, to read the 12 Traditions.
2: Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Vision, for you. This is Lisa from South Jersey. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsive overeating. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group, Hence, the OA name would never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you.
0: Thank you Lisa. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we are resuming our study of the big book. We are in the doctor's opinion on page XXXI. And we are starting on the last paragraph of the page. It begins his alcoholic problem. And I will ask Judy F., to begin reading,
3: Good morning, Monica. Good morning vision for you. this is Judy f. We cover compulsive overeater. His alcoholic problem was so complex and his depression so great that we felt his only hope would be through what we then called moral psychology and even and we doubted even if even that would have any effect so this um this patient that they're talking about yesterday we read that um he came in with another doctor and and the doctor had did not know how how to help him and so he came to dr silkworth and um and so he did get um a physical rehabilitation so he did he was separated from the alcohol um, and this reminds me of when in my first um treatment center I went to, well, it was a a psychiatric hospital, um, because I had no control and I was depressed and um, was eating day and night, and so they separated me um, from my binge food, and then we did, um, back then it was behavior modification and looking at why, if they could understand why I was overeating you know, my background, being an adult child of an alcoholic, and I was there seven weeks, and as soon as I got out, I was back in the same uh, place. And so um, I can understand these doctors, and we felt his only hope would be through what we then called moral psychology, and that's what they were they were separating them from, the alcohol. Um, but there was no, no talk about uh, the psych the, um spiritual solution. It was all um man, man made and um human solution, which and even then they knew they doubted if that would have any effect because it hadn't for years and years it hadn't had any effect. And um and that was just I, I got total hopelessness that um no human being could help me. Um and it wasn't until Uh, I did go into a second treatment center that based on um, the big book and based on um, the second, both the physical allergy and then the obsession of the mind. And the most important thing was that it was a spiritual solution. So um, here we have how the doctors are feeling helpless too against um, helping this alcoholic um, get out and get, get a solution. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Judy. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph?
4: This is Paula. May I share? Yes, Paula. Go ahead. Well, thank you, Monica. This would be Paula, Recovered Compulsive Over Eda. Boy, I'm loving that title before my name. But you know, the paragraph before started, when I needed a mental uplift... And then we read on. I say, wow, this is the mental uplift. But, you know, as to see the uplift, you had to see the down part. There was no place for this guy to go. I mean, he was down. Hmm. He was desperate, yes, as they said. This part, oh, I said it again, but it is such a great part. His alcoholic problem was so complex. Now look at that. They couldn't even. fit. Now we're talking about great minds here. It was so complex. It was so. Comp- this. It was going one way. Then it was going the other. What can we do? And his depression so great because he too, he was living it. They were observing it. He was living what they were observing. That we felt his only hope. That was it. What a small glimmer of hope would be through what we then called a moral psychology. Now, even with that, look what they had after that. And we doubted if even that would have any effect. Well, we read on with the rest of the story, but here we are at this point. Thank you for allowing me to share, and with that I do pass. Thank you,
0: Paula. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? star one to unmute Okay, well, with that, I'll take it that we will move on. And Hoodie, would you read the the last two paragraphs, please? star one hoodie to read please
5: yeah hi good morning monica this is hoodie compulsive overeater. um thank you for your service however he did become sold on ideas contained in this book he has not had a drink for a great many years i see him now and then and he is a fine specimen of manhood as one could wish to me i earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book through And though perhaps he came to scoff, he may remain to pray. William D. Silkworth, M.D. And he, I, I, and I like this. um, I, I really like the ending of this doctor's opinion. And it just, it just. There are two. um, What they tell us all the time that there are two. Are Benefits to working this program is that it worked because families were reunited. And that we um that people were restored to their community, and um it worked, it became sold on ideas because we were he was beaten to a pulp, and that's what it took. I had to be beaten to a pulp, hit such a bottom, but today I get to work, be in recovery and um and not only on this meeting but also the other twenty three hours a day and I'm just so grateful for this doctorc's opinion for bringing, bringing um, this disease and teaching me about this um, allergy of the body and obsession of mine. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Hoodie. Would anyone else like to share on these two paragraphs?
6: Hi, it's Linda from Connecticut. I'd like to share, if I may.
0: Go ahead, Linda.
6: Good morning, Monica. I'm Linda from Connecticut, and I am a recovered Impulsive overeater, thank you, God, with a noisy dog. I'm sorry, I can't shut her up. Um, I was in o a for thirty years and had a lot of recovery and still couldn't stay stopped at periods of time under great stress for the under great stress and I got to visions for you. And I heard people, one person after another, who told me I could be recovered. And at that point, I had gotten to the meeting when you were doing the doctor's opinion, and you drove home the fact of these allergens. And I thought, well, I've been here a long time. I must know what my allergens were because I hadn't had sugar and wheat and flour and oh, a whole bunch of stuff for a long time. And I listened and I listened and I have a recovered sponsor and she kept saying to me, da and da, 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 da in a very nice way. And finally I saw that's why I was failing. I wasn't sure till I stopped. I had still had some allergens and they looked so wholesome and it was B S. And I followed the directions in the big book and I do and follow the what what I'm learning on the visions meeting because it's all from the big book and that's I'm so glad to be back to the big book. I started with it and uh, it disappeared in this area and now I'm back and I'm so grateful.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Would anyone else like to share on these two paragraphs?
7: This is Katie. Can I share?
0: Good morning, Katie. Go ahead.
7: Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Okay. I'm driving in a different area. Um, I'm Katie, a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. Um, and though he, I don't have the big book in front of me while I'm driving, but um, though he came to stop, may he remain to prey. And that's where I was. You know, I thought I had heard it all. I thought I knew it all because I'd been in OA for so many years and I, um I really thought that I was constitutionally incapable of of getting this program. And, you know, I finally had enough willingness, and it was just the teeniest change in my attitude that although I was scoffing at what the people who were two steps ahead of me were telling me to do, I did do it. And you know, I stayed and I got recovered, but I really didn't. I really didn't, you know, from the minute I got absent, think, okay, well, this is it. Now I'm. Now I finally get it. I didn't know I got it because I just had enough light for the step I was on, and I had just enough, um, uh, you know, willingness to do what I needed to do for that day. And, you know, those days have built upon each other. And, you know, I, I'm i not um, a fraud here. I, I've maintained over a 70-pound weight loss for almost 25 years. And, you know, I didn't think that that was possible. I didn't think that I could ever get this program. And I scoffed at the ideas that I was given. But, thank goodness, at the same time I was scoffing in my brain, I was also taking the action. I had just enough willingness and just enough you know, faith to trust the people who were telling me what I needed to do. And that's all you need. That's all you need. I did not need all this um, information, and you know I didn't have to figure it all out ahead of time. I just had to do the next right thing, and I'm, you know I continue to do that today. And with that,
0: I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. Would anyone else like to share in these two paragraphs? Hi, Judy, Anna, Leah, Judy. Okay, I heard Judy. Sheila. I heard Leah. Janice. Sheila. And who was the last one there? Janice. Janice. And was there, okay, Judy, Leah, Sheila, Janice, and was there another person? Okay, let's go ahead with Judy and then Leia and then we'll continue on.
3: Thank you Monica. Judy F again, um we have a compulsory reader. Oh boy, I wanted to hop in on this. Um, so here he was, they didn't think they could do anything for him and then uh he did become sold on the ideas contained in this book and he has not had a drink for many a year. And I see him now and then. He is a fine specimen of manhood as one could wish to meet. So it's first the doctor's not only saying that he hasn't had a drink for many years, but also that he's a fine spe- specimen of manhood. And that's what we we learn. And um, we're, our minds are transformed through the ideas of this book, that not only are we absent, um, I've been absent over 21 and a half years, but I could not, be that continued abstinence, unless my mind was transformed and I'm living the principles of this book and sold on the ideas. The ideas in this book, um, so many ideas, but the bottom line are um, first to understand that we have an allergy of the body and the mental obsession of the mind and then we need a spiritual solution and we need to follow principles. We live by principles. Uh, not by feelings, not by emotions, not by what we want, and um, we can become a fine specimen of personhood and then and then we can be when i 'm it 's like when i 'm disturbed i don 't look at the outside on what 's wrong around me, I look within, and the steps help me to do that to get right and this help these steps helped me to get. Right with God, right with myself and what right with the people around me and um who I interact with. And that's all in this book. And it's like reading this, I wanna, you know, hurry up and read the book to get to get these um ideas so that um we can have long term abstinence plus live happy, useful lives. And this I mean, if this doesn't say anything, um it is so powerful, a powerful endorsement from a doctor. It's, he's not talking about medication. He's, he's talking about this book is the textbook. Is the, um, we have the diagnosis, a obsession of the mind, allergy of the body, and we have the solution. We have the protocol, what we follow, and it's all in this book. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Judy. Leah, go ahead.
8: Thank you very much, Monica. Good morning, everybody. My name is Leigh. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. However, he did become sold on the ideas contained in this book. Um, You know, on the previous page when we were reading about this alcoholic, uh, it said the patient had made his own diagnosis and deciding his situation hopeless had hidden in a barn Deserted Barn, Determined to Die. This actually is an abbreviated story of Roland Hazard. And, uh, you know, Roland Hazard uh, was um, a very low-bottom alcoholic. He could not control his alcoholism, nor could anybody else. Uh, he even sought, you know, the best of the best in Dr. Carl Jung, um No one could control that demon that lived inside of him. And he had, Roland Hazard had made his own diagnosis. He decided his situation was hopeless. Um, But, you know, our vision is limited. (laughs) Our vision is limited. And uh, the program of recovery takes us on a journey where, These pages are designed to bring about an experience, and it's not an intellectual experience, and it's not an experience of self-knowledge. It is a spiritual experience. And he got to the point where he became sold. What convinced him? The disease did its job. The disease did its job, beat uh, Roland Hazard to a pulp. However, he did become sold on the ideas contained in this book. Uh, Roland Hazard, um, you know, surrendered. He threw in the towel, and he surrendered and and, and uh, became sober, recovered, and shortly thereafter he made what we would refer to today as a 12-step call on Ebby, and of course then Ebby made a 12-step call on Bill Wilson. Um, but the thing, when it goes on here, it says he has not had a drink for a great many years. I see him now and then, and he is as fine a specimen of manhood as one could wish to meet. Um, We're talking about a personality change. We're talking about a transformation. You know, once we know that the problem is powerlessness, the solution has to be power. It's that simple. We've been studying the doctor's opinion, uh, you know, for many a day now. And since we can't do anything about the allergy of the body, that physical part of our illness is here to stay. (laughs) You might as well wrap your brain around that fact. So the solution has to be to find a power that can work in our mind, and that's exactly what Roland Hazard allowed to happen. You know, through enough suffering and through enough pain, uh, you know, he uh, he threw in the towel, he surrendered, and through enough You know, willingness, just a mustard seed of willingness can move a mountain. And that's exactly what happened. And he was transformed. He had a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. He recovered from what was a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. It really wasn't hopeless. It just seemed that way. And that's true for each and every one of us. You know, we can come in here full of despair and hopelessness and feeling like we're the only people who will not get it. But, you know, this is not about personal success. This is about what can happen when we throw in the towel, when we say, please, God, whoever you are, wherever you are, please deliver me from this merciless obsession. And God can take that human failure, and through cooperating with his grace, he can make something of us. And that's called a transformation. That's called a transformation, and that's exactly what, uh, you know, this book provides throughout its pages is stories, witnesses of transform. You get to witness a transformation. That's the beauty of a recovered meeting, whether it's on the phone line here at A Vision for You, or perhaps you have the privilege of having a recovered meeting uh, in your town or your city, and you get to see living proof of what can happen when we surrender and allow God to revolutionize our lives. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Leia. And Sheila, would you like to go next,
3: please? Yes. Good morning. This is Sheila from Post of Overeater. Uh, just as we're coming to the end of the doctor's opinion, I just kind of wanted to put my, my gratitude out there for the discovery that I've had going through this part of the textbook page by page by page by page. You know, um, this disease feels like it's beating me. Some days it feels like I have the upper hand, but most days in reality, this disease feels like it's winning. Until now, until now, perhaps he came to scoff that felt like me, kicking and screaming, I know, I know, I know, this way, this way. This disease is very, it's a baffling disease. And until, like Leah just, Leah just shared, until you do a complete surrender, for me, I'll keep it in the eye. I will continue to wonder, what's my next step? How am I going to get through this? What am I going to do? But with the doctor's opinion, I'm looking at the disease in a whole different light. I never thought of an allergy. I I just didn't. I just thought it was sheer will. I just need more willpower. I can do this. I just need more willpower. You know, and it has been a gift, and I am... I believe that uh, my higher power orders all my steps and the fact that I found a vision for you is not by mistake, you know, and I am so grateful for it, but um, it has been quite an education on this disease and the allergy of the mind and obsession of the mind. I am so grateful for it, and I just wanted to share that before we move on to the next part. Thanks for letting me share with that Thank you, Sheila.
0: Janice, would you go ahead, please?
3: Good morning, Miss Monica. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Well, here we are in the doctor's opinion, yes, and so many good things have been shared. You know, I love that the doctor is giving us, yes, a, a picture of something that he saw. You know, when he needs a mental uplift, when he's treating these alcoholics and seeing those Who have not yet recovered and it it must have been heavy on his heart. He would remember this solution. He would remember someone, this person in particular, who had recovered. And this person, yes, you know, had decided his situation was hopeless and was hiding out, rescued and brought in. But it says very clearly, following his physical rehabilitation. What does that mean? Following his physical rehabilitation, he was separated from the alcohol. His physical body was treated just like our physical body, my physical body needed to be treated by abstinence. I needed to get separated from those very foods that were triggering that phenomenon of craving. And once I had that physical rehabilitation, Then my mind could be opened, just like Roland Hazard's mind was then opened to the discussion that he began having with the doctor. You know, he had thought treatment was a waste of time because in his experience, treatment had never worked. He had this long, lengthy experience of picking up again and again and again. So he said, unless you can assure me that I won't do that again, I'm hopeless. I'm hopeless. So, my prayer for you today is that, like me, you got desperate, doomed, and were done. Because that's the point I had to get to. I was desperate, I was doomed, and I was done. I was done in a way I'd never been done before. But how could I be done until I had this solution? I couldn't be done. Because my experience also had been that no matter how great the desire or the wish, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop myself from starting again. But the doctor's opinion showed me that that twofold problem that I had included this physical allergy of the body and was coupled with a mental obsession. But that the solution was going to be a spiritual one. Because I don't know about you, but I tried that moral psychology. I tried that moral psychology. But the moral psychology could not help me if I kept picking up those foods that triggered the allergy of my body again and again. I did not yet know that what the solution would be was a spiritual one. If when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, that was me. That was me. Or when drinking, you have little control over the amount you take. That was me. I couldn't control and enjoy my drinking, my eating anymore. And I needed something. I needed something. And the something that I found was this solution in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I stayed to pray because prayer was going to be the answer. This God of my understanding, this psychic change that brought about a spiritual transformation was going to be the answer. So my prayer for you today is indeed that you get to the same point that I was, that perhaps you could be desperate, doomed, and done as well and find what I had found. Because I don't know who's going to get this solution. I don't know who's going to be willing. I don't know who's going to want it enough. But I know it's available for all of us. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Janice. Would anyone else like to share in these two paragraphs?
4: This is Paula Manchia.
0: Okay, Paula, and then Robin.
4: Wow. You know, as we read that, and I I just was reading that last part, it looks like the ending, and here it is, yet a beginning. I earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book through and through. Perhaps he came to scoff. He may remain to pray, and he puts his name on it. And you know, I too was a scoffer. I was one of those now that they roll their eyes at, but at one time I was one that rolled my eyes. Oh, not today. You know, I love the fact that he says a mental outlet. Remember when we read that and as Janice was sharing, and I, I just keep thinking, yeah, a mental uplift. He was lifted up. And, you know, he was on that page, too, when they read about... You know, let them stand with us on the firing line. This guy was on the firing line. See the tragedy, the despairing wives, the little children. He saw it all. But he begins on the top. I'm going to scoot right to the top. However. What does however mean? In whatever manner or degree, in whatever state, yet. We use that word often, yet. He became sold. Honey, he bought it. Lock, stock, and barrel on the ideas contained in this book. Oof. It just says ideas. The words came together. said he had not had a drink for a great many years. I see him now and then. He's a fine specimen of manhood, as one could wish to meet. Can I share with you on 153? There's a paragraph here. Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world tide of alcoholism, Chip of a book, can you imagine that? The world tide. Now you look at the tide and you see a little chip. Oof, doesn't look like much, does it? Defeated drinkers will seize upon it. Oh, you grab it for all it's worth, honey. Follow its suggestions. Many we are sure, this is this man. Will rise to their feet and march on. You know we see our disease march on and take you down. But we see the recover. What do we see in the recovery? You march on, and it says you will rise to your feet. And then it ends with they will approach still other sick ones. And fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous may spring up in each city and hamlet, havens for those who must find a way out. This man was in a deserted barn. He wanted to die. So we see in these two, two paragraphs, from life to death, in the very darkest pit to, as Bill W. often describes, utopia. Thank you for allowing me to share with that. I do pass.
0: Thank you, Paula. Robin, go ahead.
9: This is Robin. I'm a uh, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, He did become sold on the ideas contained in this book. Um, I personally, I'm going to tell you my story, which is that I spent 10 years in OA thinking, believing that if I um, just worked the steps hard enough, I would find abstinence, and it didn't work for me. It never worked for me. I had a lot of hope, a lot of faith, and it just didn't work for me. Um, it may work for somebody else, but not for me. Um, and when I came into uh, a group, Where the big book was being used I found a recovered sponsor who was able to walk me through it And um, I came in with an attitude of uh, My first attitude was, you know, I know a lot already I've been studying uh, 12-step material I've been working the steps for 10 years I already know quite a bit So, mm, you know, I'll try this and see what happens But it didn't take long for me to realize that Uh, this book was different than what I'd been hearing and learning and studying for those 10 years. And um, I was encouraged to put aside everything that I had learned up to that point and to start anew. Um, And I found that as just a very short period of time went by, it was a very easy thing for me to do, to accept the fact that all that I learned was... um, All that I learned had to be put aside, that this was something new for me to pour myself into this book, to take this book as it was, um, I I needed to look at myself as somebody, as an addict, somebody with an eating disorder, somebody who has an allergy of the body and um, an obsession of the mind. I needed to, to see myself not as just somebody with a problem who could throw the 12 steps at it and find abstinence, but as somebody who really was very ill, and to get 100% behind this book. And when I did that, when I could see myself as a brand newcomer, even though I had an attitude up to that point in time that I had 10 years under my belt, if, when I was able to really look at myself as a brand newcomer, to get that, uh, to put my ego aside, to uh, put my knowledge aside, and just to see myself as a brand newcomer, a brand-new baby who is entering outpatient treatment, everything started to unfold for me. The whole thing opened up for me when I could put all of that knowledge aside and start new. And my prayer for every one of you who might be struggling with this whole thing that we're looking at these days as we as we finish up with the doctor's opinion is that you can see yourself as a newcomer, not as somebody who has... Um, Recovery under your belt, that maybe you can, you know, use the big book to, um, to, um, to make a little bit better or to get a little bit better. But actually, to see yourself as a brand newcomer, and it, it, it's just an amazing thing because with that kind of a surrender, God can move in, a higher power can move in. When I opened myself up to that, my higher power was able to swoop in and take me. And today I'm abstinent, and I've been abstinent and recovered for 11 years. I've been at maintenance weight for 10 years, and this is after all my years of struggle in in OA. So um, the big book works. Hang in there with us, and I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Robin. This is Monica, and I'm going to jump in here for a moment. I earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book through. And though perhaps he came to scoff, would scoff, to scorn, to mock, to doubt, to laugh out or laugh at, he may remain to pray. William D. Silkworth: Isn't it amazing here? A medical professional is saying he may remain to pray. So you know, if how's your way been working for you? And this whole thing here in this doctor's opinion, we're being given a lot of information. And, you know, if your way hasn't been working for you, how about trying something different, being willing to think something, to try something different, to to think outside the box a little bit, because these people here have a solution for us. And even though you may feel you're one of those who cannot recover, you can. And we're hearing about Roland Hazard here. And he had had treatments from all kinds of psychiatrists all over the USA. And he had gone and spent a year with Dr. Young. And yet he still picked up. But when he turned to the spiritual solution, he found recovery. This is such a great, great chapter here. And this is the basis of our program, The Doctor's Opinion. So at this time, I would like... Let's go back, and if um, someone, if you have something you would like to share upon from the doctor's opinion, let's do that for the remainder of our time here this morning because this is a power packed um, chapter and this the basis of the you know beginning of, of step one, the powerlessness of our disease and the physical allergy part of our disease and the mental obsession is touched upon and how it's so important that we understand this, that we do have a disease with a physical allergy part. And that is that we have abnormal reaction to certain foods, our trigger foods, Our binge foods, whatever you want to call them, but we have an allergy to them and we have to put them down because every single time if we pick one up, it's going to set off the allergy and we are going to develop the phenomenon of craving and we're going to eat.
9: We have to eat.
0: That craving is so hard. We have to eat. So we have to start with putting down the foods,
8: identifying
0: those trigger foods and putting them down. So with that, I'm going to pass. And if you would like to share on some part of the um, doctor's opinion, um, go ahead here. And Who would like to share? This is Philomena. Philomena, go ahead. Hi, this is Miriam from Israel.
8: And th- Hello. Philomena
0: and then Miriam. Yes. Yeah. Philomena first and then Miriam. Thank you. Uh, this is filming
10: a Compulsive Reader. Um, I'd just like to just say one thing about the last um, paragraph here. I earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book through. Uh, I am just so grateful. Um, if I, I've worked in um, um, nursing and retired from that, and i worked with a lot of doctors, and I always listen to their advice and direction and preventive measures for anything, any disease, uh, in my life and if uh, when I came into the program if I was shown this book in this doctor's opinion and I read this little paragraph right here um I would not have been confused in um in um my journey and I'm just so grateful that uh, God led me to the doors of OA and I have a very strong uh home group with a lot of recovery and I'm very grateful for that um but I wasn't uh directed to look at this book line for line and just digest this book and follow directions i uh I had a few sponsors and um uh you know i i I sometimes was uh feeling uh like they were controlling and telling me their way and uh so you know it never it really never worked out um but I'm just so grateful that I have a sponsor today that follows the big book and that i am uh, Going through the steps, the big uh, through the big book, and uh, and I really feel the recovery, not just the abstinence. I've had the abstinence, I've had the health issues reversed and all that, and but now the recovery, the thinking, the psychic change is definitely happening, and I am so re- I'm so grateful because as things that are happening in my life, I can see that my reaction to them are different, and it's only because. I've been listening, and I'd just like to thank the person that God used to lead me to this meeting because now I have the clear-cut directions. I don't have to depend on human aid. It's right in this book, and I am grateful for this book. And uh, I know God has used me to let, lead everyone to this book and only this book. Thank you for letting me share, and I
0: pass. Thank you, Philomena. Miriam, go ahead, Miriam.
4: Hi, Monica, and hi, my fellows. My name is Miriam. I'm a compulsive overeater, recovered from Jerusalem, and I want to share about the moral psychology. I went also many, many years for therapy, and since I am a compulsive person, I couldn't believe it. And then I went for 20 years to OA, and I never, ever touched the, this doctor's opinion. And only when I met a recovered a recovered counselor who helped me, and I recovered, and I learned this chapter, and I followed it and followed the steps and implemented them in all all my life. And I'm very thankful and grateful and thank you everybody for being here.
0: Thank you, Miriam. Would anyone else like to share on the doctor's opinion? Sherry. Sherry, go ahead
2: hey everybody. thank you so much and thank thank all of you for um opening uh this book <clears throat> I've learned so much. I've learned so much from um the doctor's opinion um, just about about binge foods and also um, that do that when I do pick up. It's going to start me on a roller coaster that that doesn't end and it gets harder to stop. Um I think that's all I have right now. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sherry. Would anyone else like to share?
11: This is Christy.
0: Christy, go ahead.
11: Hi, good morning, Monica. Good morning, a vision for you. Uh oh, I am a grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And um You know, so much I could share about this particular chapter of The Doctor's Opinion. Um, I love the, uh, the paragraph on page XXX that says, all these and many others have one symptom in common. They cannot start drinking without developing the phenomenon of craving. And then it says, the phenomenon, as we have suggested, may be the manifestation of an allergy which differentiates these people and sets them apart as a distinct entity. Bingo, right there. That is the nature of my disease. Not only do I have a physical allergy, which you know I define as an abnormal reaction to food, I have a physical allergy, an allergy um, that sets me apart as different um, and it would be one thing if I could put my food down, if I could put down my substance of choice, whatever that might be. You know, If I could stop eating sugar, which I tried many, many times. You know, I, stopped, I would say, I'm not going to eat sugar. I'm not going to eat sugar anymore. I know it's a problem for me. Whatever, you know, fill in the blank. I'm not going to eat blank anymore, anymore, forever and ever. I'm done with it. Um, if I could have done that, if I could have done that, I would not be on the phone with you all this morning. Um, unfortunately, the, the greater aspect of my disease is the mental obsession. The mental obsession, that craving that was beyond my control. And it didn't matter. You know, the minute I said I'm not going to do that, um, I wanted it even more. I wanted it even more and I could not stop myself from picking it up again. That is the true nature of my problem, the twofold aspect of my disease. And, you know, I've got a thousand analogies I can use. Um, to describe how important it is to understand that that that, that's it, that that is it. You know, I, um, you know, started reading the big book well into, well after that had been presented to me. You know, I never read that. You know, I sat in OA meetings and I, you know, started with how it works. And um, I, never, I never read why I needed it. I started with how it works. And, you know, in the same way, I mean, when I, you know, stream a movie, I don't start it in the middle. You know, if I go to a theater to watch a movie, I don't get there an hour late. If I have a leak in the plumbing of my house, I don't say, you know, I don't know where the leak is. I don't know what the problem is, but I'm going to have my entire house replumbed. Now, that would probably stop the problem, but it would be a little bit costly. Um, you know, I, I at work, I, you know, I'll, very often when people discover that there, there's an issue and they, they want me to try to help them figure it out, you know, they want to just start throwing solutions at it. And you know well yeah that's true we could buy we could spend millions of dollars on a you know technology application but let's try to figure out the problem first let's try to figure out the problem before we throw solutions at it and that was what i spent years in oa doing For me, I would try to throw different things at, you know, different solutions at my problem without understanding the problem. I thought the problem was that I was fat because that was how my disease manifested itself. Those were the consequences of my eating. You know, I was morbidly obese. So I thought a diet would be the solution. Um, And I knew that diets didn't work, so I thought OA would be the solution, You know, the spiritual aspect of this this disease. Call it what you want. I didn't want a connection to a higher power. I didn't want a spiritual solution. I just didn't want to be fat anymore. And eventually I didn't want to be fat, and I didn't want to be crazy anymore. I didn't want to be fat or crazy. Um, And it wasn't until I was presented with the doctor's opinion, you know, here is, if you're like us, you know, how this program works, and here's why you need it. Here is why you need it. If you identify with anything that's in the doctor's opinion, you might be one of us. And if you are, we have a solution for you. And that was was it. That was the missing piece, the missing link. That was exactly what I needed. That was exactly what I needed. And you know what? My life has been transformed because of that, because of that. Because I recognized that I had a problem that um, I could then accept the solution that was outlined in this book in the first 164 pages and it has served me very well over the past, you know, since September 9th of 2001, I haven't found it necessary to pick up the food and I've been maintaining, you know, a normal body weight and size with a normal BMI with all of my numbers, cholesterol and all that good stuff, normal. Normal um, for 10 years, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Christy. Would
0: anyone else like to say something, Monica? Go
12: ahead, Lois. Good morning, Monica, and everyone else on the line. I'm Lois, a recovered compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. I wanted to comment on the paragraph that says, Men and women drink essentially because they like the effect. For me, it was the ease and comfort produced by compulsive overeating. The sensation is so elusive that when they admit it, when they admit it is injurious, they cannot, after a time, differentiate the true from the false. And for me, that is so very clear and true, and it it stays with me. You know, I, I live by that. I've learned by that. You know, I have, you know, this is a cunning, baffling, and powerful disease and for many years, I've done what everybody else did. You know, I didn't really know what the what the solution was. I didn't know what the problem was, and I didn't know what the solution was. And I, you know, I thank the Lord and everyone else for this doctor's opinion. And I I am amazed that the doctor could write this, and he was not an alcoholic or a compulsive overeater. You know, and to me, this is a you know absolute proof that. This was a God given this is a God given program and um, and I continue to um, respect and follow these these principles as as often and as true and as clear as I can and share that with others of course. So with that I'm gonna pass and I thank you.
0: Thank you, Lois. Would anyone else like to share?
12: This is
0: Patricia. I heard Ruth and Patricia. Go ahead, Ruth, and then Patricia.
13: It's it's Rose Monica. Thank oh, excuse you. me, Rose. Yeah, no problem. It happens all the time. Thank you. Um, this is Rose, recovered compulsive love reader in New York, and um, I really this this whole chapter, but I'll go back to the paragraph. Um, however, he did become sold on the ideas contained in this book, and the ideas being the twelve steps. Very briefly, saying it. Um, I spent I had a um I was separated from the substances and two other addictions beside compulsive overeating. And um and I had bought because I wanted to, the belief that because food was what it was, you had to deal with it in order to um survive daily. Um, and I thought I bought it because it was so hard. I could never get a recovery with compulsive overeating. And unbeknownst to me, because I never had studied the doctor's opinion, I had been through the steps, quote-unquote, but I had never been brought through the steps by a recovered um, uh, alcoholic or uh, compulsive overeater until last year, when I then was brought through the doctor's opinion. And for the first time, I learned of the mental obsession and the allergy of the body. And even in the beginning, it did not, it, it all those years of believing I couldn't get a recovery and compulsive overeating, of which, thanks to God, I have now. Um, without all the information, every like sentence in this doctor's opinion, that it, that. What, did begin educating me and is still, this, this time going through with vision for you, is so electric and, um, and uh, the information, especially having lived through the past year, that I have now become sold on the 12 steps in a way totally, totally, totally different from when I ever first read them at my first meeting. And it was one thing to become sold on it, which I became then, early, you know, many years ago. But they they weren't, if I wasn't working them in my life, as God has given me the grace and the willingness to do today, um, I'd have no recovery. And um, the thing that Robin said earlier here today, you know, her prayer for, for people to, you know, realize and experience what is put forth in this um, whole chapter is what was given to me this past year. And I'd like to just add, like others have said, the amount of gratitude for these steps and for Dr. Silkworth and for Vision for You bringing it alive, bringing it alive in everyone who keeps sharing their story and how many years they've been doing it. It has been such a backbone in my own recovery since I came onto to this meeting, connecting with all of you in this way. So with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Rose. Patricia, go ahead.
3: Yes. Um, the doctor's opinion has changed my life because I didn't, I never understood theology like everyone, you know, that has been programmed explains that we never, I never, I'm, I never read this. I never studied it to the depth that, because I read it before, but I never understood it, and nobody was there to help me understand it. And when it talks about the alcoholic or the compulsive eater, torture, the torture that I went through. So when I, when I, when I read it, um, this Time in recovery in November when I went through this in December and stu- really studied this and to understand that they were—he's not just talking about an allergy. He's explaining the the he's explaining the disease, the torture and the mental obsession and the craving of the body. He's explaining the whole problem. Um, that when I understood that that was me and and that I needed a psychic change, um, which is a personality change, a view on, on life change, a whole attitude change, you know, that I needed this in order to recover. I needed to believe this was an allergy and I needed to put down, I could not have my allergy foods in any form at all, not even the tiniest bit. See, he broke this down for me so well to help me to understand what my real problem was, that has been my problem my entire life. You know, And when I understood this, wow, then I realized how sick I was. Wow. And then the recovery started. Then I could recover, because then I knew what I was recovering from. I knew what, what the road I have, what the road I'm on now. It was like I was at the fork in the road. I can continue trying to do it my way, or I could take this new road—the twelve steps and in, in that's outlined in these big books—and take this new road to recover and live a better life. Um, this was my turning point in my life to, to help me to see my desperate need for the Alcoholics Anonymous program, and, and it just. It just changed my whole life, and it's still changing my life on a daily basis. I I study this book with you all. I take it to meetings. I am constantly talking about it. You know, I don't care. (laughs) You know, it's like, no, this is the answer right here. The Alcoholics Anonymous, 77 years Almost 78 years it's been around, and this is our answer for everybody, you know, and in the program, you know, and really the whole world could use it. Everyone has addiction to something. <laughs> That's my opinion. I'm sorry. Um, okay, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you,
0: Patricia. Thank you to everyone out who she has shared this morning. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 17, on 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Kim, can you read a vision for you for us, please?
3: Sure. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order.